Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. We're not perfect. We're not, we don't even have all the answers, but we're on a journey and we think you might be too. We invite you to join us for that. My name is Brent and I am the Fallible Man. Guys, on today's podcast, I'm super excited to have my very first guest. We'll cut to that episode in just a second. Today, we're going to talk about the internet of brokenness is what I call it. Guys, we're going to look at as parents, as adults, especially as fathers, how to be the dads we need to be in the age of technology and the internet and social media. My guest today at Common Man OCR, founder Dave McCarter is a 20-year veteran of the IT industry. He's also almost a 20-year veteran in youth ministry and working with specifically teenagers from about 11 to 19. He has some really great insights in how technology is affecting the youth of today and how you as a parent can be prepared to parent your kid and work within technology and how that affects their lives in many different ways. Guys, I'm really excited about this interview, and uh, we're going to get started right after this. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Hey, welcome back. I'm Brent. I am the Fallible Man. I'm very excited to have my very first guest on our show at Common Man. David McCarter. David is a longtime computer industry worker and a youth minister, one of my longtime friends. Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Common Man OCR is all about. Hey, thanks, Brent. Well, uh, Common Man OCR, it kind of started with you back in 2016 when we were uh, doing a youth rally um, uh, here in Washington State. And we convinced her, actually, you convinced me to run uh, my first uh, Tough Mudder race. And um, uh, unfortunately, I took the toughest course in North America, at least from the last time we talked about this. And um, from there, I just kind of blossomed from there of doing everything I can to get off the couch and get out of the, the, the computer industry, the computer work environment for a moment and take care of myself, my body, etc. And I found uh, that OCR, obstacle course racing, kind of does that for me. So Common Man OCR is just this movement I've tried to start where if I can do it, y'all can do it too. That's basically what it is. All right. And David, you have a really unique uh, perspective on the topic we're talking about today as we talk about the dangers of technology with young people, especially. I mean, it affects everybody, but my concern, so you know, my channel is mainly about men, husband, and fathers. And this show is specifically about the dangers of technology in the world we're growing up with with our children. And for parents who are trying to do the right thing and take care of their children. And it's kind of scary. I mean, there are some really scary people online these days. Um, and it has some really strange impacts. So you have a really uh, unique perspective on this as you have 20 plus years, correct me if I'm wrong, in the IT industry. It's and going, on, going on 24 now that I do the math. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So 24 years in various versions of the IT industry in various roles. Um, and you also 
work have worked in youth ministry for over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of you are not understanding what we mean by youth ministry, David works as a youth minister. He works with teenagers specifically, uh, junior high, about what fifth, sixth grade through yeah. college age, mm-hmm. uh, with churches and has spent many years doing that. So he interacts with young people from that age group all the time. And this is a particularly pivotal age group for technology. It's a very large part of their life to say it mildly. Dave, do you think overall that technology is helping or hurting or both? I'm thinking both actually. And the reason I say that, um, the, uh, kind of a techie where the proliferation of technology in kids' lives nowadays is just insane. Um, you can't walk down the street without seeing a kid on an iPhone or an iPad or a tablet or a phone of some sort. Um, but there are dangers. There are certain dangers, not only with what you mentioned a moment ago with the scary people that are online, but things like addiction, things like um, uh, sedentary lifestyles, where they're not getting outside and, and playing enough or being outside enough. Um, there are definite dangers. So it's it's kind of a 50-50 thing. I feel, I feel bad for parents, especially, you know, uh, well, in this, this context, fathers um, having to deal with this in today's society. So it's kind of a bittersweet thing, right? You got both, both happening. And I know, uh, I mean, so for all our listeners, Dave is a old friend of mine. We've been friends for a lot of years now and he's uncle Dave in my household to my children. You guys know, I've talked about my six year old, my eight year old again, this is uncle Dave. And, uh, as a young father, I mean, we we have both laughed several times because my oldest daughter, my eight year old, has already asked when she gets her cell phone, and both of us laughed a lot over that idea. No, she doesn't need a phone. <laughs> right? I just this blows my mind that an eight year old is asking about a cell phone, um, and just the amount of screen time. And now, especially with coronavirus going on and so much online schooling. Between school and then downtime, my kids want to be on a screen all the time. But, you know, I'm constantly thinking about what all are they seeing? What all are they hearing? Whether it's on my computer or on their, even on the school books, you know, um, there are some things being said in schools I don't necessarily agree with my children hearing as far as politics are getting thrown into school. And I have no idea why that's happening. So it's kind of scary these days. And, Guys, don't get us wrong. We're not saying all technology is bad. That's not what we're here to talk about today. But there is an interesting line. So, Dave, we're talking to a lot of fathers out there who are trying to help their children. And at some point, it's a very different world than what you and I grew up in. Uh, What is your overall opinion on the impact technology is making on our physical health as society? I want to tackle physical first. On the physical health. Uh, and this is something, you know, you and I've talked about over the years with my job at IT. Um, if you're spending 90% of your time on a screen and you're not taking care of yourself, generally speaking, you're not eating right, you're not exercising, you're not even going for a walk, you're going from screen to screen to screen to screen. And that is really, it, it's becoming even a, a bigger proponent of the obesity epidemic that is in this country. Um, you know, we, we've got, uh, what's this big thing now of, uh, stand up desks where the desk will actually rise from a sitting position to a standing position. 
uh, because people were sitting so much, uh, including myself. I just bought two state of best last year, uh, sitting so much for, for their job that their body was just being torn apart um, because they weren't getting exercise outside of that. Uh, so people buy these stand-up desks and to allow themselves to stand up while they can still type. Um, it's, it's a very, it's a balancing act like everything else is. Uh, but and then I'll, I'll make some points here later on. Um, if you're not careful, technology can really screw you up physically. Um, not just emotionally and psychologically, but physically it can tear you apart. So do you think that it's uh, negatively impacting the youth of today? If not controlled, absolutely. Um, this is and something I, that I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just and I, and I mean just specifically in this instance. Specifically in this instance, I would say overall, absolutely. Um, I see far more kids attached to a screen, whether it be their Chromebooks in school or their Windows devices or, or their iPads or their Android phones or whatever. Um, I, I was out to dinner with some folks the other day and um, their children were playing on their phones while we were had, trying to have dinner. It's like, okay guys, put the phones away. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's hurting. I think it's hurting more than it's helping. That's where the, you know, some controls come into place where parents have to do some, take some effort to curb the use of technology in their homes as best as they're able. All right. And guys, hey, if you're getting something out of this, be sure to like and subscribe, share this content. Guys, this is a really important talk content. Uh, I can't talk. Sorry. This is my second or third show today. Really important content. <laughs> this is really important <laughs> content, guys. Share it with your friends. That's the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. This topic is very relevant today and is something we are facing with all of our children. So get educated on it yep. and uh, let us know if you want to hear more after this. So your Instagram is common man OCR. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously you believe in some form of exercise having value. What would you say to parents to help them encourage more physical activity and less screen time with their kids? What kind of suggestions would you give them? You know, do the physical activity with your children. Um, I know when I was a kid and in this may have been the same thing with you, uh, if parents didn't want to, you know, if parents didn't want to bother with you, just go watch TV, leave me alone. Um, and I see that progressing from go look at your iPad, go play, a, go play a video game, leave me alone. Um, parents need to take an active role in having that physical activity with their kids. So go out on a walk, go on a hike, go swimming, go, go to the gym with your kids, something. Be active in what your kids are doing outside of the home, um, or outside of, of screen time. And sometimes you've got to be able to say no. Um, that means uh, the family I was having dinner with, um, they said, hey, kids, we're going to go home and we're going to have a game day. You know, we're, whatever game you want to play, whatever things you want to do, but you're not going to have screen time. You got to be able to say, uh, kids, we're going to put the screens away. That's a couple of really big things that families can start doing now. That's pretty relatively easy to start with. I know there's going to be some blowback on that one, um, but uh, you do it, do it with them and be able to set those, those uh, expectations, I guess you call it, of you're going to unplug. You're going to have to unplug to go do this, but just put your dang phone down. So. Okay. So doing things with them, like, uh, you know, I started taking my kids hiking this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and my girls really love that. We go fishing and hiking on my days off. Uh, we we got a little ambitious and took some hikes. We hadn't researched well enough. Abby and Henley uh, fought like a champ, did a four-mile hike back in the uh, ancient lakes area. We had no intention of going four miles with a six-year-old, but hey, you know, she fought like a champ. I only had to carry her like a quarter mile or a little more. But, you know, it's a double-edged sword. So you and I are both big gym guys. We like to go to the gym. And I wish I had some, I wish I could take my youngest, my oldest daughter with me some just to develop the habits. Uh, and guys, there are answers like we have at our house, we have, uh, tires, which are free. You can go to Les Schwab. They have to recycle tires and they don't like to do it because they have to pay for that. Hmm. And so like we have tires in my backyard that my kids not only play on and with, but they also use for exercise. And a sandbag from Ace Hardware or Walmart, wherever you want to buy them, will go a long way to some cheap exercise equipment. Uh, Mm I actually have a video coming up on that for my normal YouTube channel. But, you know, take your kids out, build things for them or help them build things that will get them active. Uh, We have a large play toy in my yard. Specifically, that's my wife and I picked out that toy because it had six different ways to climb on it, different climbing textures for them. I think somebody gave you a punching bag recently. Yeah, yeah, this big bald guy I know, right? Uh, <laughs> so you know, we got the punching bag. I have pictures of my kids punching the punching bag. They're digging that too. But guys, cool. you know, try and make your yard. That was the best part of growing up was just playtime out in the yard. And I, I oh, run. Yeah. We had trees and woods and stuff we go to, and just run and run and run. And it is such a fight with my kids sometimes to get them out from in front of the television or their tablet or their Chromebook. It's like. No, go outside. Have you noticed that though? Have how how much it's like we used to play in the mud, right? We used to play in yeah. the mud, the snow, the dirt. You know, I'd come in like like we do after Tough Mud or Spartan Race. Come in just completely covered in mud and grossness. And now it's a challenge, by and large, not every case, but by and large, like you said, it's a challenge to get a oh, you want me to play in the mud? Oh, it's dirty. Like, yes, go play in the mud. It's not gonna kill you. It's just strange. <laughs> On the upside, my girls love playing in the mud. I oh, have yeah. two, two little mud kids. Um, but they also do OCRs with us. So, you know, I feel blessed that I've been able to do that with my children and get them out doing that. But even with my kids liking that stuff, it's really a challenge to get them away from their screen time sometime. We're going to roll here to our uh, commercial break, and we'll be back in just a second, guys. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at TheFallibleMan or at FallibleMan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our Attitude Swag Shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Guys, welcome back. Uh, We're on with Dave McCarter, IT professional and youth minister with many years' experience. And we were talking about the impact of technology on children today and how it impacts their lives on a daily basis. We just spent the last few minutes talking about the physical implications of 
so much screen time and so much technology in their life and how that is impacting our kids. We already have, uh, what do they call it? An obesity academic epidemic in the United States. Um, it's not just adults. Children too are grossly obese frequently. And part of that, I believe, has to do with the change in technologies and our expectations of the technology. Uh, some of that's just, you know, we feed our kids way too, I hate to say an Americanized diet because I don't want to just criticize the Americans, but I don't know enough about other countries to make the same generalization about most nations. No, it's, it's, it's an Americanized diet. I've been to okay. foreign countries. It's an Americanized diet. You're right on. <laughs> Um, but now I want to delve into, uh, a little more, not just the physical side of it. So you work with teens on a regular basis and how do you believe that technology has impacted the life of young people emotionally in this case? I mean, perception of relationships, the drama that's following them home from school, Mm. things like that. How do you think technology is impacting young people emotionally at this point? Emotionally, it can be a challenge because there's this onset of uh, called cyberbullying, where um, somebody doesn't like you. So they have now have this massive platform by which to tear you down. Uh, so that's a challenge. Um, cyberbullying is a, a very prevalent uh, thing in today's society, with especially with ch- teenagers. Um, you see, it, you actually do see it in the adult realm as well, like Twitter and Twitter wars and things. Um, so there's that. Uh, one thing that I, an article I read recently was the emotional implications of somebody unfollowing you or unlike or unfriending you on Facebook, for example. I don't mean to pick on Facebook here, but um, that a lot of times children will take that hard. They'll actually take that very like, oh, they don't like me. They'll take that uh, as a, a personal blow rather than that person got off Facebook or that person's reducing their friends list or whatever. Um, and then just the the idea of um, that social media profile being who you are in reality. Uh, you know, you look at, um, especially uh, with young girls, they're always comparing themselves to, to what they see on TV or magazines or internet or whatever. And that, um, uh, that mode is still there, more even more prevalent when it comes to social media. And they're putting their... Um, Almost putting guys do this as well. Don't get me wrong, but they're almost putting a, a front up, like, "Oh, that's the you know, this uh, the best version of myself is what I put online for people to see." And there's no reality behind that. So, um, as far as an emotional effect of that, it's you know you're you're kind of putting a front up to everybody in the free world. Everybody sees your social media profile, and they don't know the real you necessarily. Well, I and I'm, I don't think you're picking picking on Facebook. It's just it's a really relevant platform. Uh, actually funny enough, I, uh, I really thought Facebook was going to go the way of MySpace at, at some point. Um, I, I, I yeah. didn't think we'd still be talking about Facebook this many years later as that prevalent in society, but I mean, it's, it's very fair. It's Facebook is a major platform that has a major impact. And I mean, there's, there's too many to name these days, right? I, I can't even keep up at this point with all of the different social media platforms and I'm on seven. Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Instagram, Twitch, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Let's not forget Twitter. Uh, what else we got? Snapchat. Parlor. Oh, yeah, Parlor. There's that one. 
LinkedIn yeah. has basically become social media yeah. for adults. It has link, LinkedIn is bleeding out from just being yeah. a professional platform these days. That's a terror. That's terrifying to me. But yeah, it's supposed to be a professional social social media platform. But yeah, um, wow. Pinterest. The one that scares the one that scares me. Oh yeah, Pinterest. Let's not forget that one. I think the one that scares me most is Snapchat because they can post people can post whatever they bloom and well please, and there's no. Like like Facebook, there's a history behind it. Mm-hmm. Pinterest, etc. There's a history behind it. Snapchat, people can post something to their story or to somebody else, and there's no, it's gone. There's no history behind it. Once it's snapped, done. And that kind of terrifies me because, especially, I'm thinking trying to put myself in the boots of a parent. Um, that's scary to hand my kid a device. They download Snapchat and they're posting whatever, wherever, however, and I have no history by which to backtrack what happened. See what they're doing, and yeah, yeah. And let's not forget TikTok. I almost forgot TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Yep, that one. How did we forget (sighs) that? It's such in the news roll recently. I tried. I tried not to think about TikTok. I tried (laughs) to pretend TikTok exists, but TikTok is. I know it's relevant. I just don't like TikTok. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, you you won't you won't scary. So I actually reported somebody on Facebook the other day. Um, hey, good on you, mate. (laughs) One one of my one of the random people because I I have an uh, open Facebook profile. Guys, you don't have to. I I friend everybody, anybody who requests, um, because I use it mainly for this platform. My my Facebook is pretty much open to anybody, and so I was just going through story highlights the other day on one of my side monitors, and I kid you not, an image came up of a torso, a naked female torso with the arms, head, and legs severed. And the body started to discolor like it had been dead for a few days, for a couple of days. Like it, it was a crime scene photo at best. Legit crime scene photo. Like I, I'm a Halloween guy. I know something about special effects and makeup and crap like that. And this was like a legit someone snapped the photo at a crime scene or at a crime. That literally it was a naked female torso with okay. all the limbs severed. That's disturbing on so many levels. So I, I reported it, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I immediately flagged it and reported it as for violence and for nudity, all of the above. Yeah. Facebook supposedly reviewed it and came back to me and said, well, we reviewed the post and, you know, we reviewed our, we reviewed the account and here are your options. You can unfriend this person. You can stop following them. You can choose to blank them out, but they didn't, they didn't say that there was any kind of violation or like they were striking the account or anything like that. They basically said, well, if you have a problem with what you're seeing, just stop seeing it. It's like, wait, this violates all of your platform guidelines. I almost called my friends who are cops because, uh, wow. <laughs> it was, it was particularly, yeah, gruesome. And, and to think kids can see that. Right, right. It's and not like it's aged or anything. So, I mean, yeah. that was really bothering, bothersome for me. My children would be emotionally traumatized to see something like that. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, I let my kids watch some, some some stuff, but nothing that shows anything like that. You know, uh, traumatizing for my kids was you know they saw Avengers that that was that was about as heavy as it gets, right? Um, uh, I don't. I, I'm very particular about what my children watch, and so yeah, that that terrifies me because I know there are children on these platforms and I know there are teenagers on this, and that's not any healthier for a teenager than it is for a child. You know, this was graphic, violent content that was, should have been flagged on any platform. I'm not sure how they ever got it up there. 
Well, it's going to help you for an adult to watch it either, but yeah, especially a kid or a teenager. Holy cow. Right. But we're at least responsible for our own emotional and mental well-being. Oh, yeah, exactly. Whereas children should be protected at least to a certain age. Sure. Makes so sense. in contrast, do you think that toning down or limiting technology or the exposure to screen time in certain age groups while focusing on a more physical activity would have a different effect emotionally would be better or worse or I think right, cause I can't just sorry because I, I can't just like rag on you know technology just, well no I, I, you shouldn't have to rag on it I mean it is well this is something I explained to a kid here this weekend is technology is a tool technology is like you know the knife I, the the multi-tool I carry on my keychain or whatever it's for a purpose and it should never be a replacement for uh, emotional health. It should never be a replacement for social interaction. It should never be a replacement for um, uh, getting your, it should never be a replacement for family, that kind of thing. And unfortunately, it's become that. Uh, <clears throat> one thing I know that uh, Joe DeSena, the CEO of Spartan, he had a good point in one of his uh, broadcast or his podcasts here a while ago is if you get them young, you can teach them. You can teach them the right way to go. And uh, he had a, a camp called, I think it was like Spartan Camp or something like that at his farm in Vermont. And he'd get these, these kids in there from pretty young to almost teenagers. And the pretty young ones, and I, I forget exactly what the age group was, like 10 or 11, uh, they would be put through a two-week like death race, uh, they call it. And if you don't, if you know what I'm talking about, go to peakraces.com and you can see what I'm referring to. Um, but they were given several challenges. Uh, anyway, um, these kids went home and they, and they had a bunch of screen time you know, before they got there and uh, they were texting, they were allowed to text their parents like once a day or once every other day. Oh gosh, you gotta get me out of here. Joe's a crazy man. And, but by the time they got home and left, they like, oh, well, his, yeah. But by the time they left, they were thanking him for putting them through that. Um, and I, I guess from kind of what I'd read is the younger ones went home and they just, they've continued those, those practices of, you know, training their body and reducing screen time and, and, and so forth and taking care of themselves. Once you can actually set those parameters into a child's mind at a young age, when they start getting older, they start doing it on their own, which is, which is where you want to see them do. Um, a lot of times older ones, you're 16, 17, 18 year olds, it gets a lot harder because they start getting, you know, oh, you can't, you know, I'm an, almost an adult. You can't tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, parents, don't forget, if you pay for that phone, well, even if you don't pay for that phone, but that's still your phone. That's still your technology. So you can set limits. They're still your children. You are able to set limits. So feel free to do so within reason. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think that setting some parameters for a kid at a younger age, uh, reducing the screen time, increasing the, indoor, the outdoor activity, increasing activity, period, indoor, outdoor, weights, whatever, um, would benefit them physically. It would certainly benefit them emotionally uh, as they grow older. Um, and it wouldn't be so hard to get them to do it once they are older. Basically. And I'll just clarify for anyone who uh, is not aware of who Jody Cena is. Jody Cena is the founder of uh, the Spartan Race. Uh, some people call it the Reebok Spartan Race, although I don't think they're the sponsor anymore, primary sponsor not, anymore. Not anymore. But he is the founder and owner of the Spartan Race. He also owns Tough Mudder. Uh, which is another kind of obstacle course race. Um, he so we got our and, start in. <laughs> in, in yeah, and in, in Spartan racing, there's multiple levels of Spartan racing. There's the basic races, and there's the 
Uh, wow, that just blurred out with your background thing. Yeah, it was my <laughs> yeah. it was my tough mutter mask. There we go. <laughs> um, Sorry. But one of the things I actually really enjoy, so I t- mentioned earlier, my kids do Spartan racing, do obstacle course racing like I do, and like Dave does. And that's one of the great things I actually like about Joe's event is he has a tiered system specifically for children. There are three different levels of children's races. There's a half mile, there's a mile, and there's a two mile. And the half mile is an easy start. There's no penalties for not being able to do an obstacle. And then once they hit the mile, they have to start doing burpees, and it's just however they old, old they are. So at my oldest last race, she had to do seven burpees when she missed a spear throw. But they have this tiered system to introduce your kids to activity. And my kids actually started training for this. This is one of the ways I actually got them more active, is they started training to do the Spartan races that they could do because you can go, I think, uh, five down to five years old for the youngest for the half mile. And they have age group recommendations, but you can jump over that. But I was able to get both my children involved and it was something they wanted to get involved with because I was already doing it. So like you were saying earlier, do something with them. So we have pictures in our house. We have our Spartan wall where we have pictures of, you know, me and the kids with both our Spartan medals hanging from our necks at our races. And it's a really awesome uh, kind of thing. So there's an option, guys. It wouldn't hurt any of us to be a little more physical, more active, right? So we're going to wrap this episode up. Um, Guys, this is going to be a two-parter. Dave and I are going to continue this conversation, and the next half of the conversation will be posted a week later. So. I invite you guys to come back and check out part two of this episode. Guys, go over and check out Common Man OCR. Dave is into helping people, everyday people, computer workers, everyday people who are just tired of sitting at their desk get a hold of their lives and get back active again. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. I am the Fallible Man, and uh, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.